Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. Guten Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kedesh, Parshas Hazinu. Erev Shabbos Kedesh, the Shabbos between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. This recording is taking place here in Yushalayim Rakhidesh, in my home. And I hope that everyone had a uplifting Yom Narayim and the fast and the tefillahs and the bakoshas that we all asked for. As we know, we hope and we pray. We have Avtocha that Akadosh Baruch was Meichelos, Shabbislicha, Mechila Kapara. And we're all getting ourselves ready for the Yantiv of Sukkot. And we, we wish each other, we wish each other now, a Piska Taiva, it should be a good petek to Lashana Rabba. There's also an Indian of a, of a Din, and we can still change the Din. And this uh, podcast, we also want to say that it should be Le'ila Nishmas. Uh, my shver, my father-in-law, Rav Mordechai, then Rav Dober Halevi Deutschman, the father of my wife, she should be gesund and stark. Some of you might have known that he was nifter on Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Vayelech, and the Rebbetzin and I were zeichet to fly on Matzah Shabbos and to able to get there in time for the Levi in Baltimore, where he was buried, and I was. And to officiate at the at the Levaya and to have speeches, eulogies, and uh, we said shiva. My wife said shiva together with her siblings, and then we were able to return with siyata deshmai, great siyata deshmai. Maybe I'll even say one of the siyata deshmai stories later on in the podcast. Able to get back for Yom Kippur, entered into Yom Kippur exhausted. I was ochet to daven for the Yom Shacharis. As you can hear, my voice is a little bit hoarse, more than a little bit hoarse. Hope you'll be Michaelmi. And uh, my father in law was uh, over 90 years old. He was born in Montreal, Canada. He lived a very, very full life. Until the last year, he was complete, almost completely healthy. Very, very rarely did he have an illness. And uh, the last eight months, Rabbi Shalom gave him. Uh, Zikna in a stronger fashion, which he didn't have earlier, and uh, but he was alert and his mind was was vibrant until the last days. The Rebbe was able to speak with him literally the day before and the whole week. She was speaking to him daily, and we hope that it should be Elif his neshama. It should be a meilitz yosef. Yet yosef and a mishpacha. Since we're going into the yantiv of Sukkot. So first we'll say over a Misa, which I saw, Gavaldika Misa. I want to speak a little bit about Sukkot and Yonim, and we'll speak a little bit about the parish as well, and try to get Chizuk, and we'll, try, we'll tie it in, as usual, to the current events that are going on in the world. As you know from previous podcasts, this is the style that I have. Try to make it practical as well. So Gavaldika Misa, that the Imre Chaim, the uh, Rebbe from Vizhnitz, who I was able to see, I was able to be at one of his Tishin, he was a, the, the older revision to Rebbe. So um, on the Yantiv of Sukkot, they had the Tish, and they had hundreds of Hasidim in, in Bnei Brak, and everyone was sitting around, and everyone was waiting for the Rebbe to speak, and the Rebbe got up, and he said, in Yiddish, he said, Verhat kufsoi shemurim, who has tin cans, for tin cans. Everyone's looking at him, bewildered. What's the right? Tin cans, like, you know, tin cans, like, for food, like, it sounds like, you know, the Rebbe's looking for, like, uh, stream beings, or or, uh, you know, you know, uh, tin cans that have uh, sardines in it or something like that. I don't know what he was talking about. So he waited a little bit until everyone quiet down. 
And he says, Fashtesnish, do not understand that we are, uh, we want to get, can we find some preservative cans, cans that preserve the tremendous simcha that we have and we go, and this yantif of sukkahs, we just finished the Yom and the Rayim. Is there any way to preserve this in some sort of receptacle that we should be able to take it with us during the course of the whole year to be able to open it up and to, to smell its sweet fragrance? And this is a great lesson for us that the purpose of the Yantaivim is in order to instill within us the Simcha, but we have to be able to maintain it, be able to take it with us. And he says, if we could find somehow a tin can, and not a, a physical tin can, but a spiritual tin can, then we'll be able to keep it together. We know the Yantif of Sukkot is special. We say, the whole mitzvah is the Yantif of Sukkot, the upcoming Yantif of Sukkot. We went to all the Yantif of Simchas Achag for all the Yantifim from the Yantif of Sukkot. Why dafka the Yantif of Sukkot? What's so special about the Yantif of Sukkot? Why not the Yantif of Pesach? The Pesach doesn't say it over there. The Pesach is dafka by the Yantif of Sukkot. The Abarbanel says, that there's a haftacha that if a person will be besimcha on the yantif of sukkahs, va'yisach semech, then you'll be besimcha for the whole year. It's a haftacha. It's like va'yisach semech, not a chiyuv. It's a haftacha. It's a promise. You'll be happy the whole year, like we say on Rosh Hashanah. Just eat sweet things. It's simitoy for the whole year. If a person will be truly besimcha, truly besimcha, and the true simcha is not necessarily because we're going to be in a fancy hotel, not necessarily because we're going to be in a fancy sukkah. It's because we have true simcha. And we have to know what true simcha is. The Pelayoyot says that if a person is going to be Samech and the Yantif, it'll be Simcha the entire year, Rabbi Sai, an entire year. And that's what we want, that's what we hope, and that's what we aspire to, that we should be Zaycha. And what's the reason? The truth is, I saw brought down a Kasher recently, which, you know, I've, I've, I've pondered it myself before, but this year, for some reason, I pondered a little bit more. You know, there's really two Yom Tovim that have to do with the Yom Tov of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. One is Pesach, which is Zeich Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. And then there's the Yom Tov of Sukkot, which is Zeich for the Anani HaKovid, for the, either the Anani HaKovid, for the heavenly clouds that hovered over and protected the Jewish people, or it's the actual Sukkot themselves when Klai was in the desert. So, like, why do we split it up into two Yom Tovim? It's all brought down that the Pshat is that the Yontif of Pesach is the happiness that we were Yotze Mitzrayim, that we went out of Mitzrayim. That in itself was a tremendous miracle. We became freed from our, from the, from our enemies, we became freed from the Yetzirah. And the Yontif of Sukkot is what transpires afterwards, after the Yetzirah. What happened afterwards? We went 40 years into the desert, and HaKadosh Baruch protected us, and there's many, many lessons from that protection. It's what happens after the Yitzia. What do we do with the Yitzia? How do we take the Yitzia? What type of practical applications do we put into our lives as we go through, so to speak, let's say in the year? We went through the Yom, Yom Tovim. We had a tremendous uplifting experience. How are we going to maintain it? According to this Misa with the vision, sir. Sukkot is the rep- recognition of the Ananiya covered and the Sukkot we go out into the world, so to speak. And we're, we have to recognize we're protected from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazal say, what's the special simcha of simchas of sukkahs more than any other yantiv? Because since we went through Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the 40 days of preparation until Yom Kippur, 
and we cleansed ourselves from the Chatoyim. We became Balei Tshuva, and we asked for Mechila. We're fresh, we're new, we're new garments. We removed the blemishes, we removed the stains that are upon us. And the Rabbanus himself is the one that cleansed it, which in itself is a tremendous chesed. And, but if we can turn around and we can say, Ashrei's Kainenu Yaldusenu, as they used to sing in the times of the Simchat Meish Sheva, that the elder years were not Mavayish, our younger years, or the opposite. So then we see that what? That we are, we are, we have what to be joyous about. True joy is in the spiritual fashion. And therefore, when we go into the Sukkah, the Gavaldi Kiram, as I saw, the Sukkah's Gimel Tfanas Vetefach. What's the Indian of the Gimel Tfanas Vetefach? It's like three walls and a little Tefach, or it reads Shtayim, Shtayim Vetefach. We have, we have the, the, as long as it's three walls, it's like a hug. Like a person stretches out his arm. I had my grandson here the, the other day, Abiyakov son Ariel, and we learned some chumash together, and I gave him a big hug, and I gave him a big kiss because I wanted to tell him how much I appreciate the fact that he's learning so well, and I gave him also what every child wants to get a little bit of cash, gave him a few shekels. I was yotzer with a few shekels. But the main thing is that hug, Rabbi Sai. The hug is the hug from HaKadosh Baruch. We're going into the sukkah. HaKadosh Baruch says, I'm surrounding you. And that's the reason why we adorn the sukkah more than any other yantif. We put in beautiful, beautiful pictures, and we have all kinds of, of, of beautiful things that we arrange on top in the sukkah. We have lights that are going. We have flashing things that are going. It shows the tremendous chavivas and the tremendous simcha. We could tie this into the parsha. The parsha says, Hazino HaShemayim. Moshe Rabbeinu's last day, he's giving the last... Jerusha, the last Musr, to Klai Yisrael. He says, Heavens, hearken, and I'll speak. And the earth should listen to the words of my lips. Rashi already points out that the Pshad is Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Klai Yisrael that even after I leave this world, after 120 years, but there's still going to be Adem. There's going to be testimony from the heavens and the earth and their Chai V'Kayom. And that testimony, Rashi says, is going to be imp- imprinted into the world. If Klai Yisrael will keep the mitzvahs, then they'll be from the heavens, there'll be rain, and the earth will give forth its produce. With Chas V'Sholem, Klai Yisrael does not listen to the mitzvahs and to the Torah, then unfortunately the heavens will will close down. There'll be, uh, uh, what's called again, the, what's going on, environmental problems, and there, there'll be droughts, and there'll be floods, and there won't be any produce, chas v'sholem. Everything is dependent on if we listen. Everyone's medayik, the Lushen, the wine says, by the Shemayim Hazinu, and by the Aritz, it says, Sishma. In previous years, we might have said, but the normal, the, what's the, known as the popular concept, uh, here we want to say something which will tie it into what we said before. I saw Rav Sternbuch, Shlita, Shabikot, Zutn Shtak, Vishadavim, Moshe, Medivar, we have complete, complete refuah. From the Gedoli Hador, we need him so much, our Mar the Asra. And he says, the Shamayim represents the Gedolim, the Tzadikim, the people that are in the heavenly sphere, so to speak. And the, the Aretz is the, the simple people. This is not Rishonbuch, but that's what some people say. The, the, the Aretz is the simple people. If the heavens, if the heavenly, the people will have the concept of the the, sh- the Shemayim, the Indian, that the Gedolim, they're hearkening, and the people will listen 
to those messages from the Gedolim, then there'll be Vesishmaritz in Fi. But Rav Sternberg says a little bit different Knech. He says that the heavens represent Ruchnius, spiritual dimensions. And in the spiritual dimensions, it has to be Hazana. The person has to hearken. The person has to listen. What does the Kodesh Baruch really want from me? What's my tafkid? What should I be doing? How can I fulfill a place in this world to be able to help to bring the Malchus of the Rebbeinu into a higher level? And every person has his Avaidah, what he can do. Some people are Yisachars and some people are Zavulans. Some people are supposed to be learning Torah full-time and teaching. Other people are supposed to be out in the world of business and finance and helping to support their families, helping to support their communities. Each person has a tafkid, and no person should say that he's any less than the other. No, we're all in it together. We're all partners in it. And as Yisach and Zvulun are partners. But the main thing is, when it comes to heavens, listen. You have to listen. Because those are the things which are the most important things. On the other hand, Sishma Oritz. Oritz, when it comes to Gashmi's ticket things, when it comes to how much effort should I put into the area of making my my home and my abode and my environment, physical environment, physical pleasures of the higher statute, that's no, just Sishma. It should be Imre Fi. Pivis Lakalashin, me Pivilachutz. It's a Lashin, first of all, Lashin Raka. That should be soft. The most important things are the heavenly things. When it comes to heavenly things, Rabbi said, that's where we have to put our efforts. And it's a great message, I think, before, as we as we cleansed ourselves from Yom Kippur, and now we have these days of preparation. We're going into Sukkot, which trying to sell us the Sukkot represents us. We know Papta will speak a little more about the Diris Haroi, but that's where we should put all our efforts. That Diris Haroi, we adorn it. That Diris Haroi, we have the Shpizen. That Diris Haroi, we sit and we sing the praises of the Rabbanu Shalom. And we connect to the Yishpizim that come into the Sukkot, we connect to the Rabbani Shalom. And that's where we should put our efforts into how much learning, how much davening, how much tzedakah, how much ma'isim toifim we're able to accomplish. I have to say over a story, a personal story took place with me on our flight back. And uh, it's really a fantastic story. So I'll try to make it as quick as I possibly can. But it just shows a siyat you know, we were... We had to get on a plane, and we had to fly, and it wasn't simple. We drove. There was a tremendous rains that were coming down. The aftermath of the hurricane Ian, which caused tremendous, tremendous, not only havoc, but really, Rabbi say loss of life. And it's also a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't understand fully why the South, parts of Florida, and, and North Carolina were hit. There's no question HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us Tremendous lesson in the fragility of man and about how man cannot put his bitachin into physical things because we see that the laws, when we so-called nature, which is really a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Kodesh Baruch Hu comes along and it makes a decision that nothing can stand in its way and it's a lesson for us that we should take heed. And there's so many other lessons which we'll speak about in a minute. The most important thing I want to say is like this. The story is, I'll make a long story short, the um, on the way back it was raining, really siyata deshmayu because it was raining on the way down. I say raining is really raining cats and dogs on Sunday morning. Until we got to the Leviah, got to Baltimore, I was able to catch the last minion in Baltimore nine forty five at Eichenstein's, and then we tried to rest up a little bit before the Leviah, and it was still raining. When we got to the Leviah, to the Feld, to the cemetery, which is, was a great site, uh, Leviah. Um, the rain 
but it didn't stop completely. It was just drizzling. But they had tents, but we were able to hold, hold fort and be able to have the funeral done in a Bacovitica fashion. And after the Leviathan, when we went home again, it started to rain again. And um, it was like very interesting, Seattle to The following day, when we left Baltimore to go back up to Newark Airport to catch the plane, the last plane back there, it's Israel, it was a lot of rain. And we finally made it. And then I was able to leave out my the Rebbitson and my, my sister-in-law in a dry spot. And they took this, the roll-ons that we had. And I went into the... Um, the lane to drop off the car at the drop-off spot. I thought I took everything out. We'll speak about that in a second. We took the monorail to the United uh, ticket uh, counter. We were able to get seats. Seat to the how the seats that we got. And that's a, a separate story, but I want to zoom in on this. And then all of a sudden I'm looking around, I can't find my wallet. You know the feeling what happens when you can't find your wallet and you just came from a rental car and you start saying to yourself, maybe I left it, I looked in my suitcase, my, tra- my travel log wasn't in my, sh- my jacket, wasn't in the travel luggage. I knew that I had left it in the car. What are the chances of finding a wallet? My American wallet that had all my credit cards and important papers and some cash. But I was at and I said, listen, this is what the Rebunnishim decided I have to do. So I went back to the uh, budget or Avis, it was really together with budget and Avis, Rentals car service, and I went over to the drop-off person who I saw was a Puerto Rican man, and I said, "Do you remember me? You remember where our car is?" He starts showing me. There's a long line. He says, "He says, and this, your car might be ahead." You know, it was a crazy day. It was raining, and then it was really raining. I start looking for the car. No way I could find the car. I went back to him. He says, "You have to go inside. You have to ask and see if anyone found something." I go inside to the Avis counter. It was a very nice black woman who was went out of her way to help me. And I, I won't go to all the product, but the main thing is she ended up coming outside with me. She says, come, come outside with me. She went to the drop-off person. She says, what happened to those cars that were here? Because I had only been there like 45 minutes beforehand. And he said, he doesn't know. The group, they, they take them and they put them into other places. Finally, she found another person who was involved and who was a Jamaican man. And the Jamaican man, she says, I want you to go find this car. And she had the night license plate. And he said, wait here. He went and he went for 20 minutes and he came back and then he told me, I can't find the car. He says, why do you need the car? I said, I need the car because I left my wallet in the car. She left your wallet in the car. All of a sudden he says, come inside the car right now with me. He's a very, very helpful person. And he went and he drove me out of that area. And, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of cars to a different area where they had the cars that are now getting prompted to be put out. And he's looking and he's looking. He had been there before. And he looks again and again and again. And again, to make a long story short, the last car that was about to be put on to the, and to be gassed up and to be sent out and to be fixed up was, was this car. We found the car. And he says, go out, go into the car. Went into the car and the wallet was still there. And I was very, very happy. Now, while this was going on, I have to tell you, I was davening to the Rabbani Islam. I said to the Rabbani Islam, Rabbani Islam, if I deserve a patch, if I deserve to get a punishment, and I accept it. I accept it. It should be a kapar for me before Yom Kippur. But I did say that we had come for a mitzvah, do Malav and a great honor. We, I said, if the Rabbanushim, it's only up to you, the Rabbanushim. It's not the Jamaican, it's not this one. They're all shluchim, the Rabbanushim, talking to you. When I spoke to the Rabbanushim, I said to him, and I had asked him, he should help. And the Rabbanushim was very kind. And I saw great chesed. 
And this Jamaican said to me, Rabbi, I want to tell you, God put you into my hands. He says, because I'm the only one that knows exactly what's going on around here. He's told me that there are three people that were in that car to move it to where that particular spot, this one takes it, and that one takes it. He says, and it's really amazing thing. And I gave him a big blessing. And then I wanted to give him a uh, something and he didn't want to take it. I said, insisted though, you have to take some money. And I gave him money and I gave him a big blessing. And, and I told him, he says, I believe in Abraham, Isaac, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Why do I say this? I said, the Rebbe wanted to teach me a lesson before Yom Kippur. And I really took it to heart that we have to turn our thoughts and our tefillahs and our emuna really to HaKadosh Baruch And everything is really dependent upon HaKadosh Baruch We take a look at the world today. The world Rabbi Isai is, 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 at, is, is fraying at the, at the fringes. The President of the United States said that the possibility of a nuclear war has not been like this in 60 years. And these are not empty threats. Hurricanes. Yes, we've had hurricanes. But we don't understand what this, what this message is. Here in Eretz Yisrael now that they're preparing Chas Yisrael, there shouldn't be attacks from Hezbollah because there's been an uh, issue with the Lebanese government about gases, gas findings in the Mediterranean. And these are real things, Rabbi Sai. And the Arabs that are rioting and the shootings that are going on in the West Bank, all of these things are a reminder to what the Chazal say, that Shviyas, Matzeh Shviyas ben David Ba. It says, on Shviyas is Malachim or Mizgar Zulazu. On the year of Shviyas, the, 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 the countries, the Malachim, they're fighting with each other. And we see that Europe is now in the throes of a war which could turn into a world war. And I want to say over something over here which is very, very important. So the first thing is to recognize when we go into the Sukkah, we know that this is the place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over us. And the Pasuk says, we say, that we should recognize that the real defense if everything is the sukkah, what's the sukkah? The sukkah represents sila de memenusa, belief in a Kodesh Baruch Hu. My Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shalevitz, during the Six-Day War, they were bombing, the Jordanians were bombing the area all around the Mir Yeshiva. And the whole entire Beis Yisrael neighborhood, they all went into the lower part of the Mir Yeshiva base, base Medrash, which was like a bomb shelter. And everyone was, everyone was davening there. And Reb Chaim Shvalevit said over that he knows the reason, I heard him say that he knows the reason why they were saved. A direct missile fell on the building of the Mir Yeshiva and it didn't explode, but other buildings were hit. Why wasn't, what happened? He says, because there was an Aguna, a woman whose husband had left her. And she kept on saying, I'm Michael him, I'm Michael up my husband for the service that he gave me. I gave it completely. If we'll get out of here, I'll be Michael, I'm Michael him completely. Reb Chaim said that was the salvation of the Mir Yeshiva. Goes the extra mile. The Gedalim, they look at Ruchnius. How much Ruchnius does a person have? Reb Chatzkel said over, I said this on his last week, that the Chafetz Chaim said that the First World War, millions of people died. He said, before World War II, the Chafetz Chaim was in 1933. He said after World War I that this world war, which killed millions of people, 
there will be another war in approximately 25 years, and that will make the First World War look like kids play. And we know what happened in World War II. And then the Chafetz Chaim, Chatzko said it over in a Shmuz Mponovich said, but after the Second World War, there will be a third war. That's the Muhammad of Gog and Magog. And that Muhammad will make the war of World War II look like kids play. And Reb Shalom Shvadron Zatzal said that it was such a pachad. He went over to Reb Chatzko. He said, why are you scaring everybody? What the world will, what the world will be? He says, Chatzko says, the outside look, and we look at it, we say world war, and we say all these things, they are just to be more us that we should have more emuna, And if we'll have emuna, we'll be safe. If we won't have emuna, then we have what to be worried about. Baron Leib Steinemann, I'm saying a lot of things from the G'dayla, but I think it's important. Baron Leib Steinemann said when it says that the, on Shminis, Matzai Shviyas, Malchus Beis David will come after the because the, there are wars that are going on. He says the concept is not it's not a haftoch it's going to happen. He says these are simanim when there are wars. Wars represent that there's something going out of the world nature, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is telling us that things the, the bria is changing, and when the bria changes, we have to know that we have to step up our game. The more bitachin we'll have. The more, like it says, be mechazik in Torah and gemilas chasadim, that's the antidote. The only way that we can somehow understand what's going on in the world is to recognize we're going into sukkahs. We're going to be yitzpaneni b'sukkah b'yamra. We're going to have bitachin in the rabbanu shalom. We're going to listen to the shemayim and we're going to say the ruchni sticker things. Those are the things which are more important. And this year, tafshin pei gimel. We hope and we pray. It should be besimcha. We should be besimcha because we have worked in ourselves and we've made kabbalas. We try to make ourselves better. And we are the am hanifchar after everything's said and done. We live a life which is based upon morality and uh, an attachment to the Rabbani Shalom. We try to help people. Chesed and more chesed. Rabbi say more ruchnius, more chasadim, more simcha. And will be the Sishma Ha'aretz in Refi. We'll hear things which will be soft. The Rabbanim should be Mazakas. This Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Azino, this Shabbos Kaidish, which is such a short Parsha. There's only 52 Psukim in this Parsha. One Perik, 52 Psukim. And I was thinking, just on Pidar Chadrush, that 52 Nun Beis represents Ben, or it's the side of Bina, the side of Bina. The more bina, the more understanding we'll have that Hakadosh Baruch is the one that's in charge, and we, we will we'll get that clasp, that hug from a Rebbeinu Shalom. The Rebbeinu Shalom be mezakis. We should be zoychemir tzeshem to the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Yantif of Sukkos and Mir Tzeshem. Those of you that are here in Eretz Yisrael, we'd love to hear from you. Those of you that are in Chutzlaretz, we'd also love to hear from you. Mir Tzeshem. We should be zochel to see each other by Simchus, together with Mashiach Tzidkein, and Meher of Yameinu, Amen, Amen. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.